Welcome everyone to another episode of Grow Your Path to Wellness. For those that tune in every week, if you're a new listener, welcome. But those that tune in every week, everybody kind of already knows how much Amanda and I value guiding people on their you know, therapeutic journey, but in a holistic way. So we're super excited um, today to be talking with Brittany Cirillo. So she's going to be sharing with us some knowledge about alternative therapies that are kind of out there outside of traditional psychotherapy or talk therapy. Welcome, Brittany, and thank you for joining us today and taking the time out of your your Friday, which I'm sure is busy. So um, just if you don't mind giving us and our community a brief introduction about any background, um, your education and your current role in the wellness field. Sure. Okay. How do I make a really long story as short? <laughs> my, my path has been a pretty winding one to get where I am today. Um, but let's see. So my undergraduate degree is in cognitive and behavioral neuroscience. So, you know, that was, I don't even know, 2009 I graduated. So 11 years ago, 12 years ago, um, more than that, I've been studying the brain for a really long time. Uh, big neuroscience dork. So, and then I, uh, pursued a PhD in neuroscience for a while um, in Chicago and didn't love the aspect of working with lab rats as my you know, clients or patients. So kind of decided to change gears and pursued a master's degree in mental health counseling instead because I wanted to work with, with real people and have you know, an impact in that way. So ended up going that direction um, worked in substance abuse for a while and really loved it, but felt like I was missing this huge piece of me, which is obsessed with neuroscience and, um, ended up at a functional medicine facility in Charlotte, North Carolina that combined functional medicine with, um, holistic mental health treatment. And they, they did uh, neurofeedback and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. It combines therapy, which I'm, you know, now I have a graduate degree in and uh, understanding of the brain and how it works and, and utilizing neuroplasticity to help people with their mental health concerns. And so the rest is history. And um, I, had a, I had my first child when I was in Charlotte and uh, my husband and I decided to move back to Ohio where we're both from. And I've always, always, always wanted my own practice. And so it felt like now or never, let's do it. So I started my practice about three years ago and we incorporate um, holistic modalities for mental health, including neurofeedback. I love it. That's the second time I got to hear your story because when we met, you shared all that and you put yeah. it together so eloquently. And as you say at this time, it's like everything kind of just aligned for you as it needed to. Even though you weren't sure in the moment, it sounds like it all came together. In the moment, it felt like, what am I doing? You know, uh-huh. it just, I would several times but it all it all worked out the way it needed to so mm-hmm. yep good stuff that's, that's the journey isn't it so, okay yeah. so you talked about the brain you know we have listeners of all status right so mm-hmm. can you kind of give us the layman's terms and really break it down for us you said we you know I became obsessed with the brain and neurobiology and neurofeedback and now that's a service that you provide at your practice can you tell us what is neurofeedback yeah so uh, in a very basic sense, our brain is capable of changing itself, right? And and neuroplasticity is the word that we use in the neuroscience world. 
it it basically means that our brain is capable of change and that is it can go good or bad mm-hmm. um you know traumas can happen um injuries can happen and it can change the brain for the worse um or we can use uh things that we know that are helpful and healing to the brain to help the brain heal heal for the better um so neurofeedback is a type of biofeedback the big umbrella term biofeedback and that basically uses technology to help us learn about what our brain and body is doing and gives us feedback about uh, those processes that are normally subconscious, such as our EEG activity. That's the electrical activity of our brain. So we use technology. We use electrodes that read EEG activity, and it gives your brain information about how it's performing and helps it perform better, more balanced uh, yeah, that's a really basic way of putting it, I guess. Okay, so that's the big term. So then if a client would come into your office, like who's appropriate for it? What would you recommend it for? And then what would an actual session look like? Yeah, so, you know, we offer uh, a handful of different neuroscience-based approaches for mental health. Um so generally people come to us, um, they're in one, well, one of three categories. They're coming to us because they just want, you know, counseling and they found our website and what we do sounded kind of interesting to them. Um, or they're coming for to us specifically for neurofeedback because they've done their research or they've been recommended to it, to do that by a, um, by their neurologist or by another practitioner Um, Or we get a lot of referrals for people looking specifically for EMDR. Um, And so each person uh, usually goes through me. I'm the intake coordinator, if you will. And so kind of talking to the person, getting a little bit about their history, um, we will schedule an intake. And then that's where we kind of determine what avenue they're going to take. Are they going to do... Um, just counseling? Are we going to combine some neurofeedback? Are we going to use some EMDR? And and that's like a moving target. Like it's always, we might start adding things later if we are looking for more benefit or whatever. So um, typically a session looks like a combination of traditional counseling where we're kind of talking through what's going on, processing things, giving them tools and, and coping skills, teaching mindfulness exercises and all that kind of stuff, all that good stuff. Um, and then usually at the end of session, if we're if we're using neurofeedback, which most of our clients do, um, the last of the session is is targeted specifically for helping the brain um, find balance and and doing that that kind of training. So what would that mean for them? So you'd kind of wrap up your chatting and then what yeah. would? Yeah. So uh, we prep the scalp. We stick electrodes on. And the electrodes read the activity. Uh, there's two different types of neurofeedback that we do. Uh, the first type uh, helps the brain really quickly find a find a new balance. It it actually gives the brain a mild stimulation. So it, you know a lot of people ask, is it like electroshock? No, not like that. It's gonna hurt. Um, you're not gonna feel anything. But it it provides the brain a mild stimulation that helps the brain break out of stuck cycles and patterns. So it's really great for people who have a chronic condition, uh, whether that's, you know, chronic migraines, you know, pain conditions, anxiety, depression, something that's like intractable that really hasn't um, been helped, you know, been helped by other means. Um, And then the second type of neurofeedback 
we're hooking an electrode on. Uh, they have a little headset that kind of makes them look like they're going to outer space or something. And we give them a tablet and uh, they play, they literally play video games with their brain. Super cool. So uh, when their brain is producing the electrical activity that we're wanting, that helps the brain be more stable, balanced, helps reduce symptoms. Uh, they get automatic feedback from that game, letting them know that they're doing it correctly. Right. And so it's, uh, if anyone's listening has taken, you know, a psychology, psychology 101 course, it's, it's operant conditioning is what it's based on. We learn through re reward. So when we're showing the brain, when it's doing the right thing, it's more likely to do that thing over and over and over. And so we train those neural pathways, they become stronger and it becomes much more likely that the brain's going to take that pathway versus the old negative pathways that have been, you know, entrenched for so long. I like to think of it as like, um, like physical therapy for the brain or like weight training for the brain, we're training specific areas to be stronger. Um, and that therefore weakens the areas that we don't want to be so strong. I appreciate you going into detail because I think like, you, you know, mental health in general is becoming less stigmatized and people are becoming more open, but that's a scary unknown. Like what does a session look like? And then you start saying, we're going to do neurofeedback and we're going to, you know, check your EEGs. And I'm like, okay, can you visualize this? You know, and kind of walk that out for people so they feel comfortable walking in. So I appreciate you doing that. We're big on analogy. So I like the weight training analogy. That was super, I mean, even for me, you know, somebody, I don't have much information. I knew like the general concepts of it, but that's a good. Yeah. I have an intern that is amazing. She's a Kent State um, graduate student, and she is obsessed with the brain almost as much as I am, maybe more. And she has this really great analogy that she uses with um, thinking of the brain as a truck going through a, uh, going through the woods, and there's a really muddy rut that you always that this truck always drives through. You know, the the same rut, muddy rut, and kind of thinking of it as like maybe chronic anxiety or rumination or negative thought patterns, right? It becomes really easy for this truck to go through this rut. You don't even have to have your hands on the wheel and the truck's going to just keep going through the same rut and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. So to get the truck out of that rut, it's going to require a lot of force, a lot of effort to steer that wheel in a different direction. So initially it can feel really challenging and we give the clients a lot of tools as far as, like I said, mindfulness, uh, we do a lot of CBT, uh, DBT type of things, giving them skills to turn that wheel. In addition, neurofeedback really helps turn that wheel in a more efficient way. We're laying down new tracks for this truck to go down. Mm -hmm. And so at first it's going to feel kind of hard. We might, you know, slip back into that old rut here and there. But over time, we're making a new pathway, making new ruts. And then that is the, that's the new course that this truck's going to go down all the time, Right. So I thought that was a really cool analogy. She brought that to the table. I'm like, I've never heard that, but I'm going to use it all the time. You're like, thank you. <laughs> I do something similar. I say, you know, like our brains love comfort, you know, even if it's not doing us good. So we will keep going down the same bumpy road with the really long train that takes forever to get home and it's kind of scary and there's a creepy guy at the end. Of the, right? Like we'll keep going down it even though it's not comfortable because it's all we know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We have like all, we need to make like a, a collective like list book. of all the analogies we use. That would be interesting. It, it would be a book <laughs> at this point, I think. Um, I, this is like just kind of my own question. And, a, and my gut tells me I'm, it, 
it depends on the client, the situation, and their presenting needs. But how long do people typically engage in neurofeedback? Sometimes, yeah, people- that's probably the number one question that I get when I'm doing. Yeah, um, it is. It, you know, it's certainly something that's an investment because it's not a one and done situation. So, uh, research shows that. 15 to 20 sessions are the minimum requirement in order to create a long-term change. So um, a person can have great benefit within a, you know, a couple of sessions and feel a lot better, but those, those changes are not likely to stick because it's like learning to play the piano or to ride a bike. You know, it's going to take a lot of practice to get you to where you need to be. Um, So yeah, the, the, the science shows that 15 to 20 sessions is the minimum Um, And then from there, it's really based on severity of the presenting issues and duration. So like, is this somebody that's coming in with a head injury that happened three months ago and they have lingering symptoms from that? Or is this somebody who has had depression since they were five years old and they're 55? You know what I mean? So uh, the the length of treatment will really depend on those kind of things. You just made me think. So... I think it's important to point out, you don't just serve people with mental health. You serve yeah. people, other types of individuals and folks that might not know. So can you just point that out real quick? Yeah. So um, we, you know, the way that I kind of talk about what we do is for mental and cognitive health. So, um, you know, mental health referring to depression, anxiety, OCD, trauma, things like that. Um, cognitive health, I think more of like kids with ADD or aging adults with um, memory issues or uh, the person who's had a brain injury and has post-concussion syndrome. So mm-hmm. those are the more cognitive issues that we can really be helpful with um, through neurofeedback as well. So yeah, I mean, I, I see a fair amount of people on the cognitive side of things. Um, you know, I work with people who have um, uh workers' comp claims and things like that that have hit their head on the job. And um, there's different there's different things that we that we work with for cognitive health as well. Uh, Talk about holistic. Talk about mind body. I know. I have so many, like, questions and things. And I just, ask away. I love it. You guys are, you guys are awesome. That's so great. interesting to me. So I we heard you mention neurofeedback, and it's under the bigger umbrella um, like under biofeedback, right? So what for, you know, listeners, viewers, what is biofeedback and how does it differ on its own? Yeah. So biofeedback, as you mentioned, the umbrella term, meaning using technology to train any subconscious action of the body. So I was talking about EEG activity. That's the brain's, you know, subconscious activity. Uh, but that could be training our heart rate, training our our temperature, training our muscle tension. Uh, so there's lots of different types of biofeedback out there that help to, in a, in a very broad sense, uh, tame the autonomic nervous system. So that fight or flight um, mechanism that a lot of people struggle with when we encounter stress, we overreact to it, we feel overwhelmed by it. You know, we have self-destructive behaviors. There's all these different negative things that can come from uh, having an autonomic nervous system that's out of balance. So uh, one type of biofeedback that we use is called heart rate variability training. And it is uh, pretty, 
pretty popular. It's it, a lot of a lot of clinicians use it, uh, but it's a really simple uh, paced breathing technique that allows us to better control our heart rate. And when we control our heart rate in this particular pattern, it sends signals to our brain that we're calm, that we're in control. Um, and it can really, really help with that stress response. So it's great for anxiety, obviously. Um, but it's great for a lot of different things. So that's something that we combine with, um, that's something that we pretty much do with every single client, whether they're doing neurofeedback or EMDR or, or just counseling, heart rate variability training across the board is just really powerful for calming the central nervous system. Cool. So it's like the neurofeedback, the neuro part just kind of shows that it's more targeting like the brain and you said those subconscious functions, but biofeedback can be applied to different areas of the body that have those automatic functions. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So much fun. Okay. <laughs> You're so smart. I would have loved to be next to you in college. That's <laughs> working. <laughs> Okay, so I brought up wanting to ask about hypnotherapy, and you were like, well, yeah, my clinician does that, but it's a form of it, and we have sure. time if you don't mind chatting about that, because I think yeah. people see, like, hypnotherapy, and they think, like, I'm going to lay on a couch, and someone's going to dangle a clock in front of my face, and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Very, like, media, like, what people see on, like, movies and stuff, uh -huh. so. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so my clinician Chase is trained in hypnotherapy, um, and I before this podcast because I knew you wanted to ask about that. I'm like Chase, send me some resources. Like let me <laughs> let me, because <laughs> um, I'm familiar with like what it means brain wise, but like what it means how it takes place in the session, I wasn't super aware of. So, um, so there's a difference between hypnosis and hypnotherapy. So hypnotherapy is provided by a, you know, licensed clinician and all of that. Hypnosis, I think, you know, any old Joe off the street could learn to hypnotize, right. you know, which I would not feel safe with. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's basically a tool for healing. Uh, it's used a lot with people who want to make a change in their life and have some sort of stuckness, uh, whether that's a trauma block or they're wanting to... Uh, quit a behavior that is unhealthy for them. Um, it could be really helpful for addictions. Um, so, you know, it's basically guiding a person into a semi-conscious state where you're lingering between wakefulness and sleep. And that is a very, what, what they call suggestible state. So the brain, we're like basically turning up the subconscious mind and turning down the conscious, like thinking part of our brain, mm. which can get us into trouble right and yeah but we are turning up the subconscious and allowing it to come to the forefront and that can really be deeply healing we can find out more about what's blocking us and help us move past those internal subconscious blocks that keep us stuck um so that's kind of a really basic uh way of explaining it but i was gonna mention that there's two different ways that we do hypnotherapy at our practice so chase does it kind of the old-fashioned way um, one way that I like to do it is through uh, what we call in the neurofeedback world, alpha theta training. So it's basically EEG guided hypnotherapy where we hook mm. the electrode up and we're looking at the brain's activity. I do a um, really nice long guided meditation to get the person deeply relaxed. And then we turn on the neurofeedback 
which gives them information about how deeply at rest they are. So it basically helps to hold them more efficiently in that resting pattern. Um, and in my opinion, can be a much more efficient way to get the person where they want to be like with that neural activity that we're looking for. So it's pretty neat. I do it with a lot of my clients, especially the people who, um, you know, my ideal client right now is more of the, uh, like go-getter entrepreneur person who is looking to go to the next level. And I really like applying that with those individuals because basically I'm reading a script, which helps them visualize their ideal life. And then, you know, and, and then allowing the subconscious to work through whatever's keeping them from living out that ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that limiting belief or fear. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's oh super- my gosh, where do I sign up? I know. <laughs> like, listen, I'm driving I up there. I need to go see Amanda anyway. So I'll just like hop yeah, around. Yeah, we're not each other at all. So, I mean, and Amanda's been to my office. I think I showed you the equipment a little bit, but mm-hmm. you're welcome to come back and check it out some more. Yeah, and you do this. I'm sorry, I'm squirreling off our script. Yeah. But I see you on social media. You do these, you do neurofeedback yourself to yourself to train of your course. brain. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, You've got to. Well, to become certified in neurofeedback, you you it's a requirement anyway. But something that I continue to do, I mean, it's not something that I'm like with meditation that I'm really, you know, consistent with all the time, but it's definitely something that I do um off and on just to kind of keep myself tuned up and keep things moving in the right direction. Definitely. And I yeah, the alpha theta thing that I was talking about, that's one of my favorites to do on myself because it's basically like a really deep meditation that you're you feel amazing sounds so healing like so much emotional blockage yeah yeah it It almost reminds me of maybe like I might be I'm going way off right but like it reminds me of going to like a Reiki session and getting Mm -hmm. my chakras healed right and like feeling just lighter afterward you know or yoga or something like that yeah yeah you incorporate like meditation like and just like not asking like what do you do every day but just like your own like you know, how you apply these things to yourself to stay today. I heard you mention meditation. Yeah. It's something that has been a part of my life for probably eight, nine years now. Yeah. It's huge. I love that. Okay. So when practice what I, you know, it's, and along those lines too, you know, something that's really important to my practice is, um, what I call the five pillars of brain health, just, you know, nutrition, exercise, stress relief, sleep, and cognitive stimulation. Those are all really important things that are, you know, for our brain and for our mental health. And Mm -hmm. so people come to us expecting to get hooked up to neurofeedback and make life-changing, you know, things happen, but they, their lifestyle is crap and they're, you know, not taking care of themselves. And they're probably, you know, I'm, I'm straight up with people. I'm like, you're, you're not going to get very far if we don't work on these things. So, um, there's, there's a big piece of personal commitment that comes with working with us. Um, you know, you have to do the work outside a session in order to see the best results for sure. Definitely. It's like, de- it's a whole, it's a whole package. Like you said, you don't come in and, and put it on and then you walk out and yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. You might get a little, you know, you might, right some improvement but we're, we're not here to see a little improvement we're here to change your life so let's just let's yeah so when when should this might be a, 
a difficult question, but um, when should someone seek out alternative therapy options for their mental health? Like, is there, you know, a recommendation or any feedback you would give somebody on that? Yeah, I mean, people come to us oftentimes when they've tried a lot of other things. So they've tried traditional counseling, um, they've tried medications, you know, some people, tons of different medications. Some people are already into the alternative quote unquote type of world and have done all the things, you know, Reiki and uh, acupuncture and everything. And, you know, nothing has helped them. Oftentimes um, this can be the piece, the missing piece for those people. Um, and, and even if people haven't gone through all the things and maybe they're just a more natural person, they want to help themselves. They are more um, independent and, and really don't want to rely on a medication or things like that. Those are the people that often come to us as well. They're just looking to um, be given the tools and resources to take charge of their wellness. Charge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To, to be able to self-regulate that's the big term <laughs> self-regulate yeah. yeah absolutely and then as a and as just clinicians ourselves but also I'm sure for our listeners you know out there they would probably wonder like insurance coverage or like is there a likelihood that it can be covered by insurance or kind of what does that area of it look like yeah that's a great question um so yes and no so the way that we work it is insurance does not cover uh, neurofeedback in Ohio anyway different states have different regulations but in Ohio it's just not something that's typically covered and so um, what we do is if the you know they're needing psychotherapy we'll bill for psychotherapy and then at the end of session separate from the session uh, we'll do neurofeedback and that, that's an out-of-pocket charge of $35 so we bill insurance for the time that we are using psychotherapy and then whatever time that we're using on neurofeedback is kind of totally separate and that's billed um, out of pocket. So that's the way that we've been able to make it work. And on that note, we only take a couple of insurances. So uh, we're only in network with Medical Mutual and Sumacare right now. Um, so I would say a good 50% or more of our clients are self-pay. But um, like I said, we work with some different, you know, we work with BWC. Um, we work with a couple agencies that have funding for kids with um, autism and children who have been adopted. So those are some um, funds that we're, you know, we have a relationship that with that we can work with as well. And you offer a sliding scale fee or? We do. Uh, my, our intern, Mary Beth, is, is offering a sliding scale. Um, she's full at the moment, but we are happy to add people to the waiting list. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, thank you. Like I always, I love that each individual person that comes on here gives me chills and warm fuzzies in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, any last minute, like this is your, this is your pot. This is your time to shine. This might get listened to in 10 years, 20 years tomorrow. Right. Yeah, like yeah. anything you think that our, our community should know. Mm. Any last minute thoughts or. I feel like you guys asked really great that kind of pulled everything together I don't I don't know even just like your motto or your mantra or mental health and wellness in general like something good to leave them with you know yeah well I would say you know our our tagline is train your brain you have the opportunity to train your brain in so many different ways whether that's through 
um, meditation, through, you know, diet and lifestyle, you neuroplasticity is something that you can harness and really take control of to live your best life. Or you can just kind of, you know, let it be what it is and, and hope for the best, you know? So I would say just the empowerment of knowing that we are capable of changing our own brain is, is very, very empowering to me. And so I always try and relay that to my clients and yeah, I would say that that's kind of the takeaway message. We have, we have more control than we we've been led to believe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So where can our community find you if they want to follow you or if they want to yeah. an appointment? Absolutely. So uh, our website is trainyourbrainohio.com. Uh, that would be where you get all the contact information you need. And then on Facebook, we are at Alternative Therapeutics. Same for Instagram at Alternative Therapeutics. And we'd love to have your, you know, listeners follow us on those platforms. We try to give out a lot of good brain information and mindfulness information and things like that. So mm -hmm. that'd be awesome. And you guys have a podcast as well. Oh yeah, we do. Good <laughs> <laughs> it's called Mind Tap with Alternative Therapeutics, and we are on all the platforms that you would probably be using. Spotify. We all do so many things. We all we forget what oh, we're doing yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> podcast, yes, and I, we hope to have you on our podcast one day as well. We'll have to we'll have to look into that. We will figure it out. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for being here and taking your time out of your day. And yes. I hope that you have a beautiful weekend. You too, you guys, lady. next week, we are super excited. My friend Nicole is going to talk about music and coping. That'll be amazing. Cool. All right. We will see you. Thanks, guys. Stay tuned next week. Like, comment, subscribe so you don't miss out on the latest episodes.